Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, Masters in Exercise Science and Minor in Reality, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, I discussed what I honestly believe to be the absolute most important thing that you can do for your health and fitness, and it's probably one of the easiest things that you can do for your health and fitness. So if that interests you, go back and listen to last week's podcast. This week, we're going to talk about what could possibly be the second most important thing, and it is also somewhat simple to do. Now, not always easy to do, so we're going to get started with it. It is get a good night's sleep. 60 years ago, the average American got eight hours of sleep each night. And actually, for the past um, human existence, we got about eight hours sleep a night. Now, with all the modern mechanizations and all the entertainment that we have to keep us awake, we now get about six and a half hours of sleep a night. And you kind of say, well, what's the big deal? Because in our fast-paced, modern, goal-oriented society, it seems like sleep is just wasted time. It's dead time. You're doing nothing. When you could be up, you could be chasing that goal, you could be reading another book, nothing else, you could just be watching Netflix. So what's the big deal about getting eight hours sleep every night? It just seems like the logical place to cut out something. Well, it really is one of the last things that you should even think about cutting out. You should really concentrate on getting your eight hours of sleep every night simply because that's the way we have been designed. You know, there's a lot of things happen when you're asleep. And let's go over them. Let's start with the brain. Your brain burns 20% of your energy when you're awake. So every 100 calories you eat, uh, 20 of those are burned by the brain. And with that amount of metabolic activity, your brain produces a lot of waste. Now, in your body, the lymphatic system clears out the wastes and you filter it out and it, it is excreted. Your brain, it has what's called the glymphatic system, which is very similar. But the catch is when you're awake and producing the metabolic toxins, it's barely working. When you go to sleep, your glymphatic system kicks it into overdrive and goes up by about 300%. So when you're awake, you're creating lots and lots of mental garbage. And it doesn't get cleaned up and carried away until you go to sleep. If you don't get enough of it cleaned out and carried away, then you end up with what are called amyloid plaques. And the beta amyloid plaques are one of the key suspected things that causes Alzheimer's. And there have been several studies that show that your amount of sleep that you get in midlife significantly affects your chances of dementia in later life. So if for no other reason than just to avoid the probability of dementia, that's a good reason to get eight hours sleep by itself. But it doesn't stop there. When you go to sleep, the memories that you've made during the day, the new things that you've learned, um, to put it in a computer analogy, it's like that's being on the flash drive. It's easy to lose that. Well, your brain takes it out of the short-term memory off the flash drive and puts it into the hard drive. And when it, take, when it moves the memories from the short-term memory into the long-term memory, 
it actually repeats it. They've done this study with uh, like mice that they were studying their brain and they saw the pattern they used when they learned the new maze. And then it repeats itself over and over and over hundreds of times at really high speed. So not only does it get moved, it gets burned into your brain so you know where it's kept. Matter of fact, they have found that sleep deprivation cuts down your ability to remember stuff by 40%. So obviously, if you want to, if you're like me, I have enough trouble remembering things as it is. Losing 40% of your memory capacity just by not getting a good night's sleep, that sounds like a really bad idea. And after the connections are made in your brain that tell you, you know, that it, it's got it trenched in, then that memory reaches out and connects to other memories that are in your brain. And sometimes it makes a new and novel connection. That's why a lot of times when you wake up in the morning, the problem that you've been thinking about for the past couple of days, all of a sudden you've got a new way to solve it. That's why almost every society has the phrase, you need to sleep on the problem. Almost no society that, or no society that I know of has the phrase, well, you need to stay awake on that. Um, I did read that the French actually, instead of you need to sleep on the problem, you need to sleep with the problem. But I think that just has, says something about the French, not about the problem. Another thing, sleep deprived students have much lower scores on exams. One study found that of the students who had GPAs that were poorer than what they wanted, 90% of them also had poor sleep habits. And another biggie, you know, if you if you really want to see the impairment that comes from lack of sleep, after you've been awake for 20 hours, your physical and mental abilities and your reaction time are worse than someone who is legally drunk. And while most of us wouldn't consider going out and driving a car if we'd had three or four beers, most of us would consider going out and driving the car if you'd been awake for a full 24 hours and you're actually more dangerous than the guy that just left the bar. Two more things for the brain. One is that lack of sleep breaks the communication between the emotional part of your brain, the amygdala, and that's the part that um, makes you just want to slap somebody for being slow in line in front of you or whatever. And you've got what's called the prefrontal cortex. That's the logical part of your brain that says, you know, you just can't go around slapping people for no good reason or might have been a good reason, but that's not a good enough reason. Well, if you don't get enough sleep, those two don't communicate with each other. And that's where you end up with situations of like road rage and unnecessary violence because you're not getting enough sleep and your prefrontal cortex can't talk the amygdala down off the proverbial ledge. The other thing that's kind of tied with this, unethical behaviors at work go up 15% after just one night's lack of sleep. So people falsifying reports, stealing, sexual harassment, all of those type things go up by 15% after you've had a poor night's sleep. Well, that's how it affects the brain. How does it affect your body? After one week of only getting six hours of sleep a night. And there's people that get a lot less than six hours of sleep a night. But after one week of getting six hours of sleep a night, your glucose management, your, your, the way you use the glucose in your body is so impaired that a doctor would qualify you as pre-diabetic. That same amount of sleep deprivation also changes the way you use energy in your body. It very dramatically reduces the hormone that tells your body to release fat into the bloodstream so it can be burned and allows your body to burn fat. 
even worse whenever you have a night's lack of sleep, just one night's lack of sleep, your hunger hormone goes up, which causes you to feel hungrier, and your I'm full hormone goes down. The average person after one night's poor sleep eats an extra 400 calories. Now that's bad, but when they compared the food that the people ate after a poor night's sleep, they didn't just eat 400 calories, they ate 400 junk food calories, like honey buns and bear claws and potato chips and things that, I mean, they didn't eat 400 extra calories of salad. So that in itself is a problem. And finally, your cancer-fighting cells are specific cells in your body that are designed to fight cancer, and they fall off by 70% after a poor night's sleep. This was considered such to be such a problem that the World Health Organization has requested that shift work, having to work at night, be classified as a carcinogen. So if you really want to increase your chances of being senile, mean, overweight, diabetic with cancer, then by all means, cut out the amount of sleep you're getting. If you want to reduce your chances of those, by all means, make sure that you get in your seven and a half to eight hours of sleep every night. Now, I know some of you are going, but I can't sleep that much. Um, I, I lay in bed. I can't go to sleep. I'm too stressed uh, and all those others. What can I do to sleep better? And since I'm just about out of time on this podcast, I will work on answering that question next week. Tune in and we'll see how you can sleep better so you can make your fitness just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.